the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob Fratz Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed. Hour number two underway now. At 8 minutes past 10 o'clock on this uh, Wednesday, the 8th morning of the 5th month of the year of our Lord, 2019. Really appreciate you being a part of our conversation today. Uh, wow. A lot of news today. A lot of huge news. I'm not spending a ton of time on the president's tax returns. Uh, I may talk about that a little bit after 12 when I sit in for Dennis Prager. If you... Uh, don't have plans this afternoon, or if your plans are already to listen to Dennis Prager, I hope you'll continue to listen as I sit in for the uh, legend himself today. I may talk about that more, about the New York Times illegal acquisition of the Trump uh, tax returns from the late 1980s into the mid-1990s. There's a lot of news, a lot of talk, a lot of people crying and complaining that President Trump declared over a billion dollars in losses and thus did not have to pay income taxes in uh, eight of the ten years Um that uh, that were released. By the way, just one note I will ask, though, or will say here is uh, precisely how and why is the New York Times any different than Wikipedia? Or, uh, not Wikipedia, rather, WikiLeaks. You know, WikiLeaks, uh, you know, that's uh, an enemy of the people. WikiLeaks, you know, um, Julian Assange, you know, hacked into the DNC servers and released some embarrassing information and conversations between the uh, uh, Hillary Clinton and her um, strategists at the DNC, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's terrible. Wiki, he should be thrown in prison. What's the difference between WikiLeaks publicizing uh, that information and somebody leaking Trump's tax returns from the IRS, actual physical documented IRS pages of the Trump tax returns to the New York Times. How can nobody's calling for the New York Times publisher to be thrown in jail right next to Julian Assange? I'm just kind of curious. I have no love for Julian Assange, but I really am uh, would would love to find out why there is such a double standard there. I may talk about that a little bit more in the Prager Show, but for now, I want to pivot. I want to talk about life. 
want to talk about belief in life, we want to talk about pro-life, we want to talk about the disgusting, reprehensible Democrat Party that still has yet to universally condemn Alabama State Representative John Rogers, who is now Senate candidate John Rogers, who said this last week. All right, I'm hearing nothing but silence right now. I don't know why that is. My apologies. Uh, we always have this, see, we seem to have this glitch from time to time. Uh, for some reason, and I don't know exactly why it is, but uh, we should be hearing John Rogers right now. I'm going to try to uh, remedy this situation because audio is very, very important to this segment. Uh, Let me try this again here and see if I can let you hear uh, the Alabama state representative who wants to be national senator representing the state of Alabama uh, in the United States Senate. Here's what he said uh, last week. All I'm saying to you, it ought to be a woman's choice. I'm not about to be as a male tell a woman what to do with her body. She has a right to make that decision herself. To rape the insect. Some kids are unwanted. So you kill them now, kill them later. You, you bring them in the world unwanted, unloved. Then you send them to the electric chair. So you kill them now, kill them later. Some kids are unwanted, so kill them. Kill unwanted kids. Kill them now or else they're just going to grow up and do bad things because they're unwanted and unloved, and then you're going to put them in the electric chair and kill them later. So kill them now so you don't have to worry about killing them later. That, that's, that's incomprehensible. It's unbelievable. It's, it's, it's unimaginable, but it's reality. It's what the Democrat Party uh, believes. It's what they're built on. And the reason I know this is because none of them, to my knowledge, None of them has condemned those statements from John Rogers. Not on any kind of a, of a grand scale where you would have heard it publicly. So you kill him now, kill him later. You, you bring him in the world unwanted, unloved. Then you send him to the electric chair. So you kill him now, kill him later. Now that's just one small example of what we are talking about. Let's talk about another example. Let's talk about Brian Sims. You probably heard this a little bit already. Brian Sims is a state representative in Pennsylvania. So we go from a state representative in Alabama to a state representative, that's right, a legally elected official in Pennsylvania. He describes himself on his Twitter feed as an LGBTQ supporter, an advocate. He is gay himself, which is irrelevant to this conversation, but it seems to be extremely, extremely relevant to him. He's made it his entire identity with his rainbow backdrop on his Twitter feed, and it's the first thing that you see. And apparently, he hates babies. I don't mean to be as cynical as that sounds, but he pretty much hates babies. And moreover, he hates people who pray for the lives of babies that are being murdered in Planned Parenthood clinics, as evidenced by two different videos that he himself took harassing old ladies as they pray the rosary, and young teenagers as they also pray for the lives of the uh, children and praying to soften the hearts of the uh, women who are going in there to have their babies aborted. And I'm once again out in front of Planned Parenthood of Southeastern Pennsylvania. Uh, It's not only in my district, it's the most heavily protested Planned Parenthood, I I believe, in the country. And today's protester now... She is an old white lady who's going to try to avoid showing you her face. Um, but the same laws, and luckily, that protect her from being out here also protect me from showing you who she is. And so my hope is, is that you'll donate 
$100 for every extra hour that this woman is out here telling people what's right for their bodies. So I have a couple questions for you, ma'am. How, how many children have you clothed today? Now, it should be pointed out that the lady in question continues to turn her back to him as she holds something in her hand, and she is completely non-communicative with him. She's non-communicative with anyone. She's not talking to anyone. She's not harassing anyone. She simply is focused on what's in her hand. What's in her hand is a rosary. She's praying the rosary in silence as she is being accosted by this elected official in the state of Pennsylvania, Brian Sips. I'm sorry, I missed your answer. How many children have you clothed today? How about how many children have you put shoes on their feet today? Have you fed any children today? Or have you just stood out in front of a Planned Parenthood shaming people for something that they have a constitutional right to do? Huh? Mind you, she is silent. She's not looking at him. She's not looking anyone at anyone. She is looking at the ground as she is accosted by this lunatic. This wasn't the only ev- uh, only uh, situation involving uh, Brian Sims. Let's listen now as he attempts to accost three teenage girls aged 15, 15, and 13, joining their mom as they stand outside praying quietly for the souls of murdered babies. Let's and, uh, Representative Brian Sims here, and I am outside the Planned Parenthood at southeastern Pennsylvania. Oh, no, they're leaving now. What we've got here is a bunch of protesters, a bunch of pseudo-Christian protesters who've been out here shaming... Pseudo-Christians, he calls them. ...being young girls for being here. Hi. And so here's the deal. I've got $100 to anybody who will identify any of these three. So we're I'm actually gonna donate here just to babies. I'm going to donate to Planned Parenthood. And so look. In case you did not hear that, he's offering his social media followers $100 if they can find and identify those three underage girls. It's called doxing, putting their public information online, their phone numbers, their addresses, their emails, etc., 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 trying to dox underage girls for quietly praying on a city street for the souls of unborn babies. A bunch of white people standing out in front of a Planned Parenthood, shaming people. There's nothing Christian about what you're doing. Nothing Christian at all about what you're doing. He's he's the determining factor as to what is Christian and what is not, of course. Hi, nothing Christian or loving or godly about what you're doing. So I've got... Praying for the souls of babies, praying for God to touch the hearts of mothers before they kill their babies is apparently not Christian and not God-loving. A hundred dollars to anybody who will identify it. A hundred dollars... See if you got some friends out here. Friends, these these people are, are, are equal parts to things, sick and evil. These people are sick and they're evil. People like Brian Sims, people like John Rogers, yeah, John Rogers, who declared that Babies, babies should be killed if they're unwanted now because we're only going to end up killing them later. People like Sims who are going out there. And by the way, he has been so publicly shamed by all of this that he filmed himself reading a semi-non-apology saying that he'll do better the next time. I don't know if I care if I care to hear him, but here Hi, he is. Hi, everyone. Representative Brian Sims here. And I'm actually up in our Capitol for this week's legislative session, but I stepped off the floor for a moment because I've received a lot of feedback about a video I posted last week, and I want to provide some... Calling you the evil member of the pod that you are. 
You are the party of death. You are a pod. Let's acknowledge that from the beginning, sir. Background. You see, I've lived across the street or next door to this particular Planned Parenthood, one of the most heavily protested Planned Parenthoods in America. No one cares. No one cares where you've lived or what you're next to. You tried to dox innocent teenage girls, and you harassed an elderly woman praying the rosary, all for your ridiculous social media followers to salivate over as you scream that you are in the, you have the moral high ground. First hand, the insults, the slurs, the attacks, and the racism that those protesters aim at mostly young girls going there for clinical care. Care that those of us on the outside... Can- Where did you hear any of those girls or that woman harassing, yelling, intimidating, shaming anyone? They were praying, you sick, evil, demon rat. And never understand. And last week was no different. What I should have shown you in that video was protesters gathered together to pray at, not to silently pray for people coming in and out of Planned Parenthood. But that's exactly what they were doing. That is exactly what they were doing. He spent two minutes giving a non-apology apology. apology. He never does apologize to the people that he harassed. He simply says, "Um, I know two wrongs don't make a right, especially on the front lines of a civil rights battle. I can do better and will do better. That's not an apology, number one. And number two, what two wrongs are you referring to? Praying outside of a clinic is not a wrong. Praying for the souls of babies and praying for the hearts of mothers to be touched by God is not a wrong. The only person who's wrong here is you. You and your entire organization, your agenda, the mafia that you belong to, you are what is wrong with this country. And fortunately, it appears that the people of Pennsylvania have been so disgusted and so ashamed of what they saw by one of their state representatives that they are letting him know he is probably going to be voted out the next time he runs for this office. And that's what led him to give his apology non-apology. My friends, we are in a war. It is a war for our souls, and I don't mean to be hyperbolic, but uh, in truth, it really is that. And I want you to be aware of that. We'll talk more about this coming up after this on AM 1420, The Answer. Bob France, here on AM 1420, The Answer. When you wake up in the morning. A couple of breaking news items literally just came across my desk. Number one, the House Judiciary Committee has voted to hold Attorney General William Barr in contempt of Congress. Uh, I would just like to say that I concur with uh, Attorney General Barr. I think Congress is indeed contemptible. Uh, And number two, President Trump has asserted executive privilege today, blocking the release of the full unredacted Mueller report, uh, which, by the way, is a brilliant, brilliant decision. Because quite frankly, I cannot trust any Democrat in Congress to not leak every single word of that report to the media, including classified information and grand jury testimony that could uh, put people who testified in danger. I want to go to the phones now. I mentioned we were going to be talking with Judy, uh, and I hope, Judy, I have your name right. Is it Mazur or Majur? Can you help me? Mazur. Mazur. Thank you, Judy. Uh, I talked about this, and I wanted to set up your visit with us today by talking about some of those horrific abortion stories and the Democrats who are, uh, you essentially attacking uh, people for simply praying uh, for the souls of babies. And uh, I want to let you tell the story about your organization and the uh, the Right to Life group that you represent and what has happened to you out in Fairview, not only last summer, but I guess we're waiting to see what happens this summer. Can you tell us that story? 
Well, thank you for having us on and giving us a little bit of a, a forum for um, uh, our cause. You deserve um, I'm with Suburban West Right to Life. Mm-hmm. And for the past 20 years, our purpose has been to um, have a presence at West Side fairs, uh, parades, supporting the pro-life cause. And basically what we do is we give out information uh, on pro-life and options for pregnant women, mm-hmm. chastity, STDs, reversal of chemical abortions, and all kinds of res- community resources that are available for pregnant women, including clothing and ultrasounds, housing, baby needs foods. We talk to people about life in all stages, um, you know, and how important it is and uh, how, what a... Uh, what a great thing life is and to support it. Mm-hmm. Well, two years ago, um, we had attended for 20 years the Fairview Park Summerfest, and they told us that we would need a million-dollar insurance policy uh, to attend. Otherwise, we couldn't be there with our booth. So we are a part of Ohio Right to Life, and we are under their umbrella, and they said, well, of course, we're, we'll spot you for $2 million insurance policy because you're under our umbrella group, which was fine. Last year, they just rejected us. They just sent us back uh, a rejection saying, we don't want you here. And uh, So, so they tried to reject applied. you with that insurance demand. Do they demand a, a million-dollar insurance policy from every other organization displaying a booth uh, at that event? We were not privy to that. I don't know. Um I, I don't believe they did, but I, I'm not privy to that. So, but we had provided it was very quick. It was, you know, just about a month before um, the event, which is in late July, and um, so we had to scramble to get, you know, that insurance policy. But we did. So the year after, we were just outright rejected, um, saying they didn't want us there, and nobody. They had gotten a lot of complaints. Did they say about those us. words, Judy? Did they say we don't want you here? What reason they did they give you? Reject- what words did they, sent- they say to you that said that they you sent were going to reject- a rejection letter? Right. What and, does it say? Uh, I don't. I don't have it with me. I, the um, the treasurer had that, but it it was. We don't want you here. We have a lot of complaints uh, about you. So, um, April tenth um, last month, one of our members who is a resident of Fairview Park attended the committee meeting, and he said he was a pro-life uh, person and he would like a pro-life presence at uh, the Fairview Park Summerfest this coming mm-hmm. summer. And they told him that we they had had a lot of complaints about us, and so he asked to see them. Well, there weren't any. There was, They had nothing in writing. So he pressed them on it, and they said that, well, they didn't like um, our fetal models. We have models of six stages of pregnancy, and they're not graphic or anything. They just show the baby. It's like a cutaway view of the womb, right. and it shows the baby in development. A lot of pro-life groups have them. A lot of, you know, they're in biology books, but these are actual models. And then we also uh, give out uh, 12-week-old uh, models of, of fetuses. If people request them, we don't just pass them out to everyone, but right. we explain what they are, and we get those out. They said they didn't like them. They were, uh, you know... So they, they don't were, like science. They don't like human biology. 
This is essentially what what they're saying. They don't like you presenting science, and this is the stage of fetal development to people in talking about uh, pregnancy and 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 and, and what what essentially is happening in an abortive procedure. You're not even talking about the abortive procedures, but this is the baby that's inside the womb, and they don't want people right. doing that. It's actually an attraction. The models attract people, um, especially the kids. They they come over and they drag their parents with them, or they drag you know uh, whoever's with them, the babysitter or what whatnot. And they like to see. And we explain this is what you looked like. You know, when you were um, inside of your mom, and this is Judy, what you were Judy, before I need you, you to were hold born. on. Judy, I need you to hold on for a second. Um, this is getting very interesting, and I, and I want to find out what uh, the the council or the committee or whoever it was told your your member who was a Fairview Park resident about this, about why they, don't, why they have a problem with those models uh, and why they didn't have a problem with them for 20 years that you were there before, and suddenly they do. But I want to continue this conversation after the, after the news. So, Judy Mazur, hold on with us for from uh, Suburban West Right to Life Group. We'll continue this conversation and the rest of our phone calls next on AM 1420 The Ips. Ten thirty six. Now the Bob France Authority continues. If you're on hold, stay there. I'm going to come to you. I promise. But I want to get. Uh, I want to finish our conversation with Judy Mazer, who is joining us from um, the Suburban West Side uh, Right to Life organization that has been featured or not featured. They have had a booth like so many other organizations at the Fairview Park Summerfest for twenty years. Last year, they were rejected and not allowed to have a booth. Um, told that uh, they didn't. Uh, that some people complained. This year, they are applying again and. That's kind of where we left off, Judy. Now, um, I want I want to clarify something here. This Fairview Park Summerfest is run by the city, uh, city council, mayor's office, that sort of thing. I think it's affiliated with the city, but I don't believe that it is run by the city. They have uh, a committee uh, that is in charge of this. Uh, last year. Um, I believe Bob Minnick was um, in charge of it. He was a councilman, and he's the one who signed the letter uh, rejecting us last year. So a councilman and, uh, signed the letter, but you don't know if it's necessarily city council that makes those decisions. I don't know. I don't live in Fairview Park. So, right, I understand. Um, we have several members that do live in Fairview Park, so... Uh, you know, this was the first year that we attended, um, you know, an open meeting, and I don't okay. believe he's in charge of it this year. So, so when the uh, committee members said that we don't like you uh, because we don't like your models, we don't like the science that you present there that show what an actual baby is inside the womb uh, that may or may not help make people help make people make their decisions up about whether or not they're pro life or not. Uh, what did your your member who does live in Fairview Park and attended that meeting say in response? How did they leave it? Uh, well, that was that was pretty much it. It's up to the committee to make the decision whether we're there or not, and we have not heard uh, whether there, you know, from them a decision for us to be there. We haven't we haven't been rejected, and we haven't been uh, allowed to have our booth there. So, has um, anybody he, from your organization asked them um, w- what changed? We've been doing this for twenty years. Why suddenly is this? Uh, uh, this, this uh, you know, not an not an appropriate exhibit for the for the Summerfest. They had told us last year that uh, when a uh, couple members of the group questioned, and they questioned Bob Minnick, and he said that uh, you know they just had a lot of complaints about us, and that 
Um, they don't know where to put us uh, because nobody wants to be around us. You know, nobody wants to be on either side of our booth. Uh, people are embarrassed and they're complaining. And actually, two years ago when we were there, we had a church on one side, on our right side, and then we had some sales people on uh, the left side of us, the other side. And they were very friendly. <laughs> they were the church thanked us for being there. And mm-hmm. many of the churches in Fairview Park do support us being there and they've told us thank you you know for coming uh it's nice to have a you know a presence pro-life presence here and you know disseminate so it sounds like there's a reasonable people. answer to all of these problems that they have right i mean you know if nobody wants to be well the churches want to be next to us so go ahead and put us next to them they they're, yeah, they're, in other words so. they're just blatantly discriminating against you because they don't like your message they don't like the pro-life message they don't want to have anybody actually be there that might be uncomfortable uh with with the fact that they've had abortions or that they're considering abortions and they don't want anybody presenting science to them at a summer fest let's just you know let's no matter no matter no matter the fact that you have done this for 20 years right (laughs) so where where does it go from here when do you find out if you're approved or not i don't we're just waiting to see whether we get approved we will be at uh the hooli which is in west park in june and we are also at um, the North Olmsted uh, Fair, which we have also been at it 20 years, and we never had a problem with that, and that's in August. And the Hooli, this will be our third year there, and, um, you know, nobody has a problem. We Mostly we have, for the people that pass us by, um, that stop or don't stop, we have a few detractors, but I would say 90 percent of the comments that we get are the people they'll give us a thumbs up or they'll come by and they'll say thank you for being here and they'll look us over and you know some of us some of them stop and talk and um some people come and they have a different opinion than us and that's fine they're yeah. certainly welcome to come and have a different opinion and you can have a fine discourse about your opinion and my opinion and what well that's we, the difference you know. between the pro-life movement and the pods the party of death they don't want yeah. other opinions they don't want science to uh con- contradict the uh uh you know their belief that this is just women's health care judy i uh, i um i, I want to follow up on this um i would like to talk to you off the air as a matter of fact i'm going to put you on hold rather than hang up here uh so you can talk to marcy because i want to find out how to reach these individuals because i would like to have them on the air so they can explain to us from the Fairview Park Summerfest Committee why it is that they would deny a right to life group an opportunity to do the same thing they've done for 20 years. So uh, if, if you could just hold the line for me, Judy, and I thank you so much for coming on and shining a light on this. Um, Marcy, if you could talk to Judy for me, I would appreciate that and uh, see if we can find out some contact information for some of those members of the uh, of the uh, right to, or no, I'm sorry, the uh, Fairview Park Summerfest Committee because I find this simply reprehensible uh it's it's impossible truly to comprehend how they can say you can't be there because we've had complaints really can we see them no uh we don't have them in writing oh so somebody complained and what i want to know is how many complaints it takes about something else what if somebody doesn't like the ice cream flavor of one of the booths at the summer fest do people people if they complain do they boot them out of there no, this is politics. Fairview Park should be ashamed of itself. If the Fairview Park mayor or city council is listening right now and you are allowing this to go on, this this blatant censorship of a pro-life organization that is simply there to provide information to people who inter- are interested as they pass by, that are not out there accosting people and jamming their opinions or their flyers or anything else in people's faces, I would like to, to know how you can approve that. 
I would like to know how you can approve the censorship by this committee of that organization. So Fairview Park, the ball's in your court. I'm going to try to reach out to you individually, but I'm just telling you now in a blanket statement here on live radio, the ball is in your court. If you know anybody on the Fairview Park uh, uh, City Council, City Council, uh, Fairview Park Mayor's Office, uh, uh, development teams, anybody else that's a uh, city official. Anybody associated with the Summerfest, by all means, send them my way, because I would love to give them a forum. I would love to give them an opportunity to explain themselves and their decisions on live radio on AM 1420, The Answer. Lawrence, in Cleveland, you are on the Bob France Authority. Go right ahead. Good morning. Hopefully you can hear I'm on the speakerphone, but uh, is that okay? You sound fine right now, my friend. And by the way, where in the world have you been? I have not heard from you in forever. I know. As I as uh, as it gets warmer, especially, I only get one day off a week. I mean, two days off a week. Sunday is one. You're not on on Sundays, right? And another is usually during the middle of the week. And I have a lot of activities that I get involved in and things I have to do. But anyway, I, I understand. Here's I what I would ask you to do. Then I want you to put your brilliance in writing on Sundays and email it to me, and I will read it to the masses okay. during the week. How does that sound? All right. Okay. All, All right. right. Go right ahead, Lawrence. Listen. Okay. I'm I'm starting to realize that the left is a very scary group of people. Now, I don't mean scary in the sense of being dangerous, but they are scared. They have they, they are f- very frightened. And there's a lot of things that f- seem to frighten the left, I've noticed. And the list keeps growing longer and longer by the months. The first thing that, well, one of the earlier things, and this just was a couple years ago, was statues. Statues frighten the left. They are terrified of statues. They have to tear them down because they're terrified of statues. They're terrified of flags, especially flags that has the star have the stars and bars on them. They they're terrified of flags. They're terrified of caps, especially red caps that say America make America great. These things drive them absolutely insane. When they see them, they have to snatch them. They cannot just let someone wear a cap. They have to take it off their head. The next thing that I found out, and I just thought this was amazing, was that they were afraid of smiles, especially smiles from young Catholic men in Washington, D.C., who were there on a pro-life trip. They're afraid of smiles. Another thing that, that it's obvious they're afraid of is old white ladies. Little old white ladies frighten leftists. I cannot understand it, but if it was a little old black lady, I'm pretty sure they would not point out the woman's skin color. But if it's an old... Nor, lady, nor would they harass her probably publicly. A white, a white, you know what I mean? They would probably not right. uh, want to engage uh, that individual. No, and I'm going to tell you something. An old black lady is not somebody you want to mess with like he did that lady. Let's just put it like that, okay? I'm a black man. I come from a black family. I live in a predominantly black neighborhood. I know my culture. That's not somebody he wants to mess with. I'm just I'll let you say, say that, but that is hilarious. Folks, most folks know that that's the case. Okay. okay. Then the other thing they're scared of, it seems to be, now is prayer. Simple prayer. Not just prayer in the schools. But silent prayer on a street corner frightens these people. And, of course, a rosary. Oh, my gosh, a rosary. And the fact, and Catholics, we forget that. He also attacked Catholics and made some negative comments about, you know, the, 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 um, 
uh, child molestation issue that the Catholic Church has been going through, mm-hmm. like as if they're the only church that this happens in. I can bear witness that this is not the only church that this happens in, but the ch- Catholic Church has deep pockets, okay? So my, my view is that this, these people are just becoming more and more caricatures than, than, they, than they realize. The next person I want to talk about is Mr. Rogers. Rogers, that's his name, right? Yes, John Rogers. Now, is he is he running for office, or does he already have? He's office? already a state senator. I'm sorry, state okay. representative in Alabama. Okay. He is running for the Senate, though the Senate of the United States. Okay. He's challenging Doug Jones in a Democrat primary. When I listen to this man, now I'm going to say what a lot of people are thinking. I'm going to say it. All I can think of is Stephen Fetchett, Rochester, and Pigmeat Markham. This man, like a uh, few others. I'm sorry, I'm not going to mention their names. Remind me of the worst stereotypes of a black man that were put out in the 1930s, 40s, and 50s. The the, the way the man talks, his language, his vocalizations, he sounds like somebody that was living under a bridge who went to a public school for three years. I'm sorry, this is what I'm thinking, and I know I'm not the only person, but I'm going to say it. He's an embarrassment. As a, as a black man, as a citizen of this country, an American citizen who is, and, and a person who can read, write, and speak pretty well, I think, that for a person to elect him as an office holder to represent them says a lot. It, it doesn't say much that's positive, however. And I think the man is a total embarrassment. And the fact that he, I think every presidential candidate, every office, everybody running for office should be asked about his statement and asked, do they agree with it? Do, can they justify it? Or do they refute it? Because I do honestly believe that he does represent a mindset that is becoming more prevalent, especially in the party of death, as you call it. I think that his mindset is becoming more and more acceptable because they can only go from one extreme to the next extreme. They never go back. That's what I wanted to say today. Well, Lawrence, my friend, it is so good to hear your voice and your wisdom. You are uh, you. You know how I feel about you. I've talked to you yep. for many, many years on the air and yep. a little bit off the air as well. And uh, I'm so glad when you're able to come on and and, and educate some people. Uh, like I said, I do understand and appreciate your schedule. I hope you will, uh, like I said, maybe take an opportunity to put in writing some of what you would like to say. I'd be happy to read it, even long form on the air for our people. Uh, you've got a lot to say, and I appreciate it, my brother. Thanks, Bob. Have a Thank good one. You. Thank you. God bless. Yeah, Lawrence is a great, great man. Uh, he really is. Um, yeah, um, I couldn't say what he said, but he's right. I think all of us thought it, and and when you listen to him, he sounds like a terrible stereotype. Uh, he sounds uneducated. He sounds, I don't know, he sounds like he's from a different world, from a different era, and moreover, he sounds evil there is no other description for somebody who says if a child is unwanted they should be killed because if they're unwanted and unloved they have nothing to offer society they will only be a dredge on society and they will only do something that will make you kill them later in the electric chair kill them now or kill them later that's what Alabama State Representative John, John Rogers said. And everything Lawrence just described, I think, is 100% spot on when you listen to him. kids are unwanted. So you kill them now, I kill them later. You, you bring them in the world unwanted, unloved. You send them to the electric chair. So you kill them now, I kill them later. You, you, you heard him. 
These children are unwanted. And they come into the world as unwanted and unloved. They have nothing positive they can do. They're only going to commit crimes worthy of the electric chair. Then you're going to kill them later. So why wait? Just kill them now. If a child's unwanted, kill them now. How is it that every Democrat on the planet has not just completely repudiated repudiated that remark and saying, we don't believe that? And the reason why is because they do. That's the reason they haven't repudiated the New York law passed and signed by Cuomo to kill babies up to the moment of birth on demand. That's the reason they haven't repudiated Ralph Northam, who's still the governor of Virginia, who said kill him after birth. If they survive an abortion and the mom says, I still don't want it, kill him on the table or refuse to provide life-saving care and let him die. It's a baby laying there, gasping for air and struggling to breathe and struggling to live. Let him die. Ralph Northam is still the Democrat governor of Virginia, despite that. The reason Democrats won't condemn John Rogers, the reason Democrats won't condemn Brian Sims in Pennsylvania, is because they support them. They believe in this. That's why it is reprehensible. Take a time out here, last time out, back with a couple more phone calls before we're done on AM 1420 The Answer. WHKRadio.com is where to find the Bob France Authority podcast. 88988. All right, 1055, final segment of the Bob France Authority on AM 1420, The Answer. We'll go to to a couple more phone calls here before we're done. If I can find the line, where is it? There it is. Joe in Bratnall, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Good morning. Go right ahead. Listen. Uh, you said yesterday that uh, wages were flat under Obama. They were not. They went up by nine, to almost ten thousand dollars from two thousand and two to two thousand and ten. You are incorrect, sir. But what it, you are incorrect. But my screen says abortion. Why do you? What did you want to say about abortion? You got caught in a lie, didn't you? No, you're incorrect. You're wrong. You've always been wrong. You will always be wrong. Now, what do you want to say about abortion? What do you want to say about abortion? Joe the liar, what do you want to say about abortion? I'm not going to let you change the subject. I'm opposed to abortion, so I know you're lying about that. No, what am I lying about that? How did I catch you? How did you catch me in a lie? in a lie, and you don't like it. What are you saying? I'm what about what am I saying about that? I'm saying I don't know what I don't understand what you're saying. How how when when did I say anything about you and abortion? Well, they said that the Democrats, lots of the Democrats are opposed to abortion, wish they'd never had it. Hillary Clinton said that Hillary Clinton said Good. Good, but it is the it is the default stand of your party. You are a pod. You are a member of the party of death, whether you want to acknowledge that or not. You're a podcast. <laughs> you see, I mean, I don't know. You, you embarrass yourself every time you call, Joe. I really think you should probably reconsider next time hitting dial. You embarrass yourself every time you call. Wages are up under Donald Trump. 
not they were not up under Barack Obama. They were horrible, horrible, low-paying jobs that were being created. It was a facade. There's a reason why the economy didn't grow under Barack Obama or grew at a very piddly rate because everybody knows the jobs were garbage. The wages were garbage. Suddenly, Trump takes office. The wages are high. People have money to spend. What happens? The economy grows. You get embarrassed every time you call. Now you try to say you're a Democrat and you're opposed to abortion, so therefore the Democrat Party is not the party of death? Are you kidding? Are you listening to your candidates? Are you listening to virtually every single one of your declared presidential hopefuls? Your party is the party of infanticide. Embrace it and own it. It's reality. Better yet, if you don't like it, apologize for it on behalf of your party. You're reprehensible human beings. Demon rats are pods. And yes, that stands for party of death. You are POSs. That stands for perpetually outraged at society. You are those things. Own them. It's embarrassing when you call Joe. Donnie and Euclid. Hey, Donnie, go ahead. Oh, boy. Wow. Was, 40 seconds, was, uh, my brother. 40 seconds. Go ahead. Definition of buffoon. I wanted to uh, back up Lawrence's statements by saying, by uh, asserting that that senator from Tennessee, Cohen, he brings chicken to the uh, to the Congress. Yeah. If a conservative would have did that under the same circumstances, he would have been called racist and hounded out of office. Probably right. Probably right. That's uh, that's probably right. But that's just the kind of stunting that these people do. Steve Cohen thought it was cute. Oh, William Barr is chicken. No, William Barr is trying to uphold the rule of law. You people have never called a sitting cabinet member in to be questioned by uh, by uh, committee members' attorneys. You're trying to change the game. Thank you, Donnie, for the call. Thanks to everybody for the great conversation today. If you enjoyed it, good news for you. I got three more hours of it. I'm sitting in for Dennis Prager coming up at noon. Hopefully you'll be with us right here on AM 1420, The Answer. Enjoy the silence. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.